Hi guys! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Chai and Cabins. My name is Rashmi and I'm here today with my co-host Jen. How's it going Jen? It's, it's going good Rashmi. I'm just still kind of on that high from last week at the conference um, and I'm excited to talk to you about that today. What an amazing conference, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. So guys, for anyone of you that does not know, we were both at the short-term rental conference last week. It was held in Nashville and there were some incredible speakers. Nashville's weather like held up for us all week it was really nice to walk around in downtown Nashville. I definitely had the hot chicken sandwich. Jen, you and I went out together to get Hattie B's hot yep. chicken sandwich. <laughs> I had no spice. Right. And, and I right. I had medium spice and I ate pretty spicy. And the medium spice was like my level of like, and I'm a foodie. So like everything about Nashville, I was like, yes, please. And this is my second year going to the conference. Have you been to the conference before? No, this was my very first year. Um, Ryan, my husband usually goes to them. I finally got to leave the house. So it was really, it was awesome. Like it was amazing. I've never been to Nashville either. So that was really fun to visit. Um, and yeah, it was so cool to finally meet people on, uh, in person who that I, who I've talked to online for so long. I absolutely love it. So what we're going to do today, guys, is a special episode that's all about breaking down what actually happened at STR Secrets short-term rental wealth conference in Nashville. We'll share our tips, our tricks, things we loved about it, people we connected with and all the good stuff. So Jen, what was your favorite part about the entire conference? Oh, the networking. I, I mean, 100%. you know, like just the, like the vendor hallway showcase was great. Cause it was, there were like booths with like loungy furniture. Where we could just sit and talk with each other, which was awesome. Um, and then, you know, after the, the day's sessions were over, we went out to, you know, have dinner and hang out for a little bit. So it was just, it was so fun. The networking with people. I agree. Always my number <laughs> one like networking is like you'll always find me never in class kind of just hanging out in the hallway talking to someone because I'm a big like I always buy the recordings from these things I'm like I can listen to the speaker later but I just want to be out here meeting people and it's a great time to meet so many operators that were in the market and I'm in Texas and I feel like because it was held in Nashville there were so many Texas-based operators that flew in so I connected with tons of people yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I loved it too. Like we we did run into someone from Northwest Arkansas, which was pretty neat. Um, and then one other person we knew from Arkansas was there too. But again, just like meeting you in person was awesome. And then, you know, <laughs> meeting the other people from our mastermind group was really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was yeah, that was worth all we paid for the the entrance fees. Yeah. And so let's talk about entrance fees because I think a lot of people will look at the entrance fee and I definitely was like, oh, this is this is up there in price. Like, is it generally worth it? And they have like all of these levels. Right. And for somebody who has maybe one or two properties, do you think it's worth it for them to pay the price? I, I definitely think it is, especially if they don't really have that kind of network where they are, you know, where they live, because you get so energized from the, you know, from energy, like from you and other people that are really excited about what they're doing and like have big goals. And so I think, I mean, just that is worth it because you come back and you're so motivated and energized to do stuff and take I, action. I couldn't agree more. I think a, like my first year on like putting in the price, I was like, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. We'll just check it out and see what happens. I got so much value back. 
like it was insane. Like the cost of admission was was nothing for the amount of value I got back and the amount of things I was able to implement into my listings to do better like last year. And then this year I felt like I was meeting so I was meeting, excuse me, so many people that were just like, you know, I want to invest with you guys. I want to, I want you guys to manage my property. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Like I was, I was just meeting all these people who I thought people came here to learn self-management. Like how do I manage property? And that was not the case at all. There's so many people from so many different walks of life that are just looking for help. And the amount of resources that were there was incredible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that too, thinking it was mainly going to be self-management people, maybe some property management people like us. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yeah, when I was hearing, seeing people were like, yeah, we're just ready to invest in a property or yeah, we have this property, but we're trying to get tips and tricks and we we are looking to hire someone to help, you know, manage the property. Um, I was kind of surprised by that as well. But that's just great. I mean, because you're bringing all these different people to serve them. And, you you know, it was great. Yeah, was I think great. one of the main things going to any networking event is like, what do you want to get out of it? Right. Whether it's local networking in your community or if you're going to a national level event like STR World Conference, like what is your I was really specific in my aim about the people I wanted to meet and how I could serve them. And like, so I kept basically attracting these people and, and going like, and so I was like, I want to meet hotel owners. I want to meet people. If I buy a hotel, they can help me raise money for my hotel deal. Like these are the people I want to meet. And when I went there, that's literally like the only kind of people I met. That's amazing. I think I wasn't as prepared. Like when I went just because it was my first time. So I wasn't sure what to expect. And it was just like, it's new experience. What am I going to do? Um, so <laughs> I love that you had those clear defined goals of who you were looking for. And yeah, I, I mean, clearly you've, you're bringing on more people already, you know, for management. So it's awesome. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I mean, again, I go to a lot of these. So after a while you're like, okay, I better like strategy because it's it's exhausting to go to these events, right? Like they mm -hmm. start at 7am, they don't end till five. There's after parties. Like it's a really long day of like being present and being with people. And like with our business, like even though my team handles 99.99% of stuff, like things come up, yeah. right? Like you still have to be on it. And like, make sure. So you're like out for like three days. Yep. It's <laughs> long, right? And you're, you're out partying with friends and like making all these connections. It's exhausting. So going in with a really clear purpose about like, this is who I need to do. This is who I need to meet. These are the kind of connections I need to make. Like it makes it a lot easier to focus in on like what actually matters. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great advice for sure. I also met tons of people who, who weren't like just sharing value. Like you could tell someone like, Hey, like this listing isn't working for me. Like, what am I doing wrong? Well, there were so many people who just like offering what I would consider just like genuinely free advice. That was really good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I mean, it was awesome. Value service. It was all great. Yeah. One of my favorite parts, and I'm going to sound like such a foodie at this point is that I walked in um after so so the way that the event was split up for you guys don't know it started on monday right mm -hmm. okay it was monday through thursday but the the event went on for two days so it was tuesday wednesday were like the main days right and on monday they had a couple of extra classes you could like opt into and the first event i attended was mike shogren and rich summers boutique hotel um like workshop mm -hmm. and i was blown away like guys these guys were sharing numbers deal analysis where they found it underwriting the deal 
like I was just like I had no idea all of this could be done that's awesome yeah I uh, I need to watch the replay of that one the recording because we I think maybe we're in the revenue management um workshop during that one which was also I I didn't get to attend that one because it was the same time How, how was the revenue management one it was great. So the first part, um, so it had two different speakers. I think John on yep. that, right? Okay. And then Emil, I can't remember his last name, but um, they were both really great. Um, they, they had totally different kind of strategies and views behind how they do, you know, revenue management. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Emil definitely provided more of the strategy of what he's doing and kind of like actionable steps you could take like that night for your listings to, oh, okay. you know, you can make a difference. Um, so yeah, those were great. And I'm excited to rewatch them so that I can probably implement some or definitely, you know, know what to do when I'm looking for a revenue manager and kind of what questions to ask them, because that is something that we'll be doing this year for sure is mm-hmm. doing more of that. Any tips you want to share with us on revenue management? That was like, oh, wow. I didn't know we could do that in price labs or wheelhouse or whichever platform. So it looks like, so Emil was using, uh, well, actually, I think both of them were really using Wheelhouse and we actually use Price Labs right now. Um, But I think the big thing was they were talking about like there's kind of three different um, like times or timeframes to really be like keeping your eye on. And it's within those timeframes that you need to be adjusting the prices accordingly and then also changing your minimum um, day requirements you know, instead of like, you know, further out doing like five day minimums and then, you know. Yeah. I uh, think uh, not that I'm a revenue management expert by any means, like at all. I do think there was a time in 21, 22 where you could be at four night minimums, five night minimums, and they were getting booked like far out. I, I don't think we're in that period right now. Uh, we're being a lot more aggressive with like, we're lowering our minimum nights. Um, some of our properties have gone to like one night minimums just so that we're showing up in the search a lot more and getting a lot higher bookings. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Course. Like we're making a bunch of changes. We're A-B testing um, wheelhouse and price labs at the moment. Nice. Uh, just to see like what does better for us. Um, but yeah, it's it's always about being on top of your game, right? Like this is not a business where like, I put a property on Airbnb and then like, I'll just worry about it when it's comfortable, right? Like you've got to be in there more or less every other day, like, especially in pricing. Like I spend most of my time on revenue management and I have a revenue manager. Right. Yeah. I definitely, like, I've been going in myself for each property, like every couple of days too, and just like adjusting stuff. But I'm looking forward to hiring someone who actually like, you know, has the presets already, everything's in there. And then I can just go in and make tweaks if I need to, but I'm hoping it'll be more of a automated process for me. And it's a combination of an art and a science, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like predicting when someone's going to book your property is really hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also too, like if we have a revenue manager who isn't as comfortable or knows much about our market, then I think it is important that they have someone else looking at it. Like we do just kind of check them to make sure that we agree with what they're uh, pricing the properties at. Yep. I I couldn't agree more. Um, On the hotel management kind of workshop that I attended, what I really liked is they kind of broke it up into like four parts. And at the end of like part one, they had just like a Q and A. So you could ask like any questions you had about like how to find a deal. You could ask any questions you wanted in part two about, here's how we analyze the deal. Like here, here are our numbers. Here's how we did this. And one tip that I like absolutely loved, like really loved was there were like, 
where can you find investors? Because these guys are buying multi-million dollar deals. And that's, yeah, that can be scary, especially if you don't come from like a multi-family raising money kind of background. And one tip that I really, really liked that they gave out was just hang out in areas where other people who invest are hanging out. So Rich Summers talked about being part of an exotic car club. And this is where I hang out, right? Um, Mike Shergren's talked about hanging out at the golf course and making sure he plays golf on like Wednesdays or Thursdays during the day and meeting with people who are able to lend on your on your deals and not coming in like you know rich summers was he's like i never talk about my deals when i go do these things right like i just want to be there and generally enjoy the car and talk to people and this and if it organically comes up sure but always being in that mind mindset of like hey i'm here to serve people like i want to have a good time i'm not here for it's not about me it's not about raising money it's about providing really good value content and people will come and approach you if they're interested Oh yeah. Cause I mean, you'll start talking to people and they're going to ask you what you do, you know, like, I mean, just as the flow of conversation is going. So. So yeah. that was really fun. But my favorite part, I'm, I refer, I, that's where I was like headed with this. So like we get down at like five o'clock with this and I'm like a little bit tired, like already. Right. Cause there's like all this information just like being thrown at you. And I walk into uh, the hall for, so, so the way they have it, they have this on like what, three different levels. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a huge venue. It was a huge venue. Um, thank God for escalators yes. and elevators. Um, so like I, I walk in and this lady is just like, would you like a grilled cheese sandwich? And I was like, you know what? I would like a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and they had like an open bar. I thought that was a really nice thing to do. Yeah. The opening night. Yeah. I was like really impressed. And it was a really good, some one-on-one time with a lot of the vendors. Yep. Um, to, and you know, lots of new products that are coming out, lots of things you can do. I, I really enjoyed that. I did too. And I, I liked how, I don't know how they, if they did this last year, but I liked how several of the vendors actually did like mini sessions. Oh yeah. Yeah. Throughout the conference. So like um, Kenny with Esther Insights, he would, I think he did like 16 talks. I'm not even kidding, but you know, he just like set up a, a screen or something in his little booth area and like was talking about amenities and you know, best places to invest for 2024 and that kind of stuff. So that was neat. And then someone else was doing like a social media and branding um, session as well in her booth. Like it was, it was really nice. And I didn't feel like I was being, anybody was really being salesy, you know, or pushy or anything. It was just like, Hey, just come hang out with us. And speaking of talk. Talk, I would love to get him on the podcast. It could be really fun to do. Yeah, a oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, like the top markets to come invest in uh, kind of data, talk about his app analyzing tool how to find deals that's a cool that's a question I get a whole bunch is like where's the next frontier for short-term rentals and it's a really hard question to answer yes it is I ask (laughs) the same thing (laughs) I mean I don't know I get asked the city of gold somewhere (laughs) and I said I'd love to get him on the podcast and guys if you're interested uh, drop us a comment below and uh, we'll go see if uh, if he's willing to come on yeah for sure yeah, so that was after day one. I went out with a few friends and I was exhausted. <laughs> um, so day two started. So that was the main day of the conference. I think that was a Tuesday. Um, and they had speakers lined up like back to back, right? It was very packed. Um, because they would have like main speakers and then they would also bring on some of the sponsors to talk, and then it was just like boom, 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 and then it was lunch, and then it was boom, boom, boom. You know, it was very, <laughs> very fast paced. Um 
but it was good. Um, yeah, I think so Tuesday. I'm actually trying to pull up some more of the agenda so I can remember what all happened because again, there was just so much going on. Um, but yeah, we did more workshops. Um, we, oh, I remembered one of the talks that was good was actually an insurance talk with proper insurance. Really? Okay. Cause I use, use yeah, we, we use them as well. Cause but they seem to have the most comprehensive insurance mm -hmm. out there for short-term rentals. So that was a good talk. Just kind of, you know, explaining to people why it's important that you can't just add a rider to your homeowner's insurance. You really need to have dedicated short-term rental insurance and why that's important. That was one question that I just heard, which was Bill Faith asking the proper insurance agent. He's like, you guys are the most expensive thing on the market. Um, can we talk about that? And I really like that because that's, it is true for a lot of people, including owners that I refer to. And I'm like, I should use proper. And they're like, it's really expensive. And I'm like, but is it more expensive than your mortgage? Mm -hmm. You know, worth a million dollars like I mean like what are we really talking about here yep oh, I uh, I really like that and um, and guys there is recordings of all of the talks if you guys want to purchase them um, I'm happy to put the link down below or if you go to for that there was a website right where you could purchase recordings if anyone's interested in listening to them I bet I'm I would probably go to the str wealth conference websites strwealthconference.com and I bet they have information on there about um how to purchase the recordings I know it's going to take them, a, a, I don't know when we're dropping this podcast and maybe in a couple of days, it may not be ready to, for purchase to recordings because you have to get all the recordings, process them and then upload them. So it does take them a while, guys. So just be kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm looking at some other of these um, topics. I didn't get to go to some of these workshops because, you know, they were all happening at the same time, but um, they had, it's like a cool one. If anybody follows Bill, then you've heard him talk about super properties. So I think him and his wife tag teamed a session where they talked about, you know, what a super property is and like really how to build one out and why it's so effective. Um, that. Yeah, that was a good one, I bet. And then also uh, midterm rentals was a big topic as well. Hey, let's talk about midterm rentals. Do you want to explain to everyone what a midterm rental is? Because I feel like you're the in-house expert. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. So those are stays that are 30 days or more. Um, typically, they're at least 90 days to maybe six months. And then um, as far as kind of the target audience for those, the easiest ones that you maybe have heard about are healthcare, traveling healthcare workers, um, sometimes business professionals. But then kind of the hotter topic now, right now in the industry for midterm rentals are people who have been displaced from their homes. And those are what we call insurance clients. Um, so you're working either with, directly with the insurance company or with a housing relocation company who was working with the insurance company. And so those are kind of like top of mind right now. I know some other folks are doing other cool stuff with midterm rentals, like Noble Crawford is now focusing on um, like flight crews, you know, so they're, you know, either the flight attendants or pilots who need to have places to stay. So that's kind of a new one and then government contracts as well so one thing i found like we're very specific we're very focused on short-term rentals and one thing i've been doing is anytime somebody comes to me for midterm rentals i'm kind of just sending them off to you so because <laughs> i it, it's a completely different business model i think if you have the time and you know your two properties and like i really love midterm rentals i want to do it i think that's great at the scale i'm at like it's just not and it's not 
as easy as just going to ALE solutions and putting up your your link, right? Like that's part one. That's like step one. But that yeah. might not get you the booking. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, building relationships is going to be the key for getting those bookings with the housing relocation companies, because I mean, they're having to service so many clients every day. And so they're just literally like, okay, is there a place for here, a place for here, you know? So if you can make their lives easier by providing them with their housing options quickly, and also just like fostering that relationship, then they will, you will be top of mind when they're looking for places for their clients. So if I'm looking to do like a midterm rental, like if I'm looking to receive like a midterm rental booking, am I going to make the same amount of money I do on my short-term rental or long-term rent? Or like what, how, like, you know, what kind of money standpoint can I expect? Uh, it's just going to depend really, I like on seasonality. So we do try to focus on short-term rent or I'm sorry, midterm rentals when we're getting into the slower season, because I know we can make more money that way. Um, but I'll give you an example. So in our Texas market in San Antonio, um, a few months ago, we had a, two midterm rentals that we negotiated and the pricing was $12,000 a month. What? Yeah. On both houses. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. So where I thought, it, I thought it would be like, I don't know, like four grand. Oh, got it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it depends. It totally depends. And it depends like, um, on who they're trying to service, you know? Okay. So it can be pretty lucrative. And did you... <laughs> Did you, like, was I just listed on ALE or were you like, like, were you calling the agents? Like, like, was there a process? So for the, these properties, uh, they had been listed on ALE. So, and then one of them I got from a Facebook group, actually. Like there was a lady in a Facebook group who, you know, was displaced from our home because their force had flooded. And so they needed a place to stay. I love it. So if somebody wants to get midterm rental bookings for their properties, is that something you take on? Um, sometimes yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it depends on the market. Um, I'm happy to talk to people about it though. If they're trying to figure out how to make it work in their area. Or you could connect them with somebody they're maybe looking for. Um, if oh, yeah. yeah, for oh. sure. So guys, there's somebody here. If you're looking to get some midterm rental bookings. And the other thing I like about midterm rentals is you circulate, you kind of circulate over on the regulation side, right? Like if you can't short-term rent, midterm rental is usually okay. Oh. For most HOAs most cities that's true yeah there are some places like california i know in some instances where they only allow 30 plus day stays and i think also some places in colorado okay. um where we we're we're operating we currently are able to do short-term rental so mm -hmm. we're not you know these are just kind of like icing on the cake <laughs> i wouldn't mind a 12 grand icing on the cake <laughs> yeah yeah for real so i feel like we went way off topic um, we did kind of kind of different is there a whole other topic and there are <laughs> far more experienced people who talk about that, but we can have them on the podcast, but that's just been our, you know, our experience recently. That's amazing. I, I mean, again, a lot of people have one or two properties that are performing really well in the slow season. Hey, how can I get extra booking? This is a fantastic way to do it. I just want people to know it's not as easy as like putting it up on ALE solutions. I would love to see more midterm rental operators in the market that like even we could partner with for short term rentals. And go like, hey, like we specialize in short-term rentals, but in the off-season, would love to partner with you guys and like get some bookings on these properties. Yep, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so it's going to be big this year. I think so too. Um, let's see. And then, oh, you know, one of the main stage speakers 
he's, I mean, he's, I mean, he's internet famous for sure for our industry is I always say his last name wrong. I'm going to call him Sean R because <laughs> I always say his last name wrong. Um, <laughs> but he, people probably know who I'm talking about. Um, he, he had like a main speaking session and then he did a workshop. It looks like, um, but he talks about rental arbitrage. That's like his mm-hmm. big thing that he does. And then I think he also talked about revenue management as well this year. Um, but arbitrage is, you know, another one of the ways you can enter into the market if you don't have much, you know, much enough money to put down on a down payment for a property. Okay. I would definitely agree. And he has tons of content out there. I did not get a chance to listen to him speak. I'm sure it was amazing. Yeah. He always comes in with so much energy. Mm-hmm. You know, some yeah, sort of walking session. He did. Um, let's see. I mean, what else? What else? I mean, another big thing for me that I, my big takeaway was just focused on a lot on mindset as well, which, uh, which was really nice because it wasn't just an STR focused topic, right? It, or real estate focused topic. It was relevant to anyone and everyone. <laughs> so just like, you know, really getting clear on your values and then your goals and then really like working on that daily to visualize where you want to be was really valuable. I love it. So, and I think the next day, so uh, so this was Tuesday and then they had a couple of after hour events and you could meet with people. But the next day, Mike Shogren started the day off with like mindset. And I love the fact that it like wrapped around on Wednesday evening with Damon John talking about mindset as well. Yeah. yeah. Like just like the perfect circle. <laughs> yeah. It, and it was really cool how um they like, it was so similar, their experience. And then also, I think the cool thing that Mike had mentioned was his visualization that, or his mood or his vision board that he had created back when he went to a Grant Cardone conference, I think Damon John was on the um, stage. And so on his mood, or I keep saying mood board, I'm in design space right now on his vision board, (laughs) he had put a picture of himself like on the same stage, or maybe it was an image of Damon John on the stage, but it was crazy to see that come full circle where they were on the stage together. Yeah, I, was so, like, I, I think what Mike Sherman said is he like cropped himself like into that photo <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> and like he's like five years later, like this happened. And then the more you talk to successful people, the more you realize they do the exact same thing. They wake up, they visualize, they write about their mindset, like where I want to be, what do I want to do? What's one thing I need to do right now to like move the needle for me? And then kind of go about their day and then at night they it seemed to have the exact same routine which is like hey I think about like what I want what I'm gonna do and then I go to bed like thinking about like my desires basically mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of it's like this whole like secret club but it's not a secret I, yeah ask them they'll tell you <laughs> right no and like I feel like it, I've like heard these things before but like I also feel like actually meeting people that do it and it's like actually it's work like it works right it's just so much more powerful right yeah and, and seeing the success right like all of these people like basically started from nothing right like they were regular people who made it and I think that that was a really cool story and everybody was just so nice I think you could, you could have approached anyone and been like can I get some help and they were like absolutely like what do you need yeah yeah so that was really cool um what else um I'm so we, so we, Ryan, my husband decided we were going to do like the VIP track mm-hmm. or, you know, badge, what have you. Um, so that, so we were able to do the kind of the workshops, the 
pre-conference workshops and the post-conference workshops were included within that. Um, and then we also had like a VIP lounge, which, which was nice because we got to go, you know, grab drinks and snacks throughout the day. But then also like the main stage speakers, except Damon Don wasn't in there, but Pace Morby, who was also one of the speakers, he like rolled through the lounge right after he spoke. So we got to meet him and take a picture with him, which was so cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, and again, he was a great, great yeah, talk as well. You know, seller financing and sub two, that was really cool. Um, and I think I know that's been like a hot topic this year, and I think or 2023, and I think it'll continue to be a hot topic for 2024 as well. 100 percent Um, especially with people's low interest rate locked in. I think sub two seller finance, owner finance is going to be like the next like big thing. I agree. It already is like huge, but I just think a lot more people know about it now. There you go. Yeah, I think a lot more people know about it. He's such a good speaker. He was so good, so engaging, like so entertaining. I love that he <laughs> went over his time, but it was, I mean, I could, I would have paid, like, I feel like his, his talk alone was worth, like, I would have watched him, my admission, like, I could have sat and listened to him for like hours. And I was, yeah, I was like, somebody give this man the four hours he needs, please. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so good so I got to meet him and then really cool with our um, VIP pass was that on the Thursday which was well I guess other people had already left right so we stayed on Thursday and Thursday morning we had a very intimate session there were like 20 of us and Mike Shogren is in the room Bill Faith was in the room um and like some other kind of like heavy hitter folks were in the room as well that are just you know, level, much leveled up than we are. So it was great to just have this intimate conversation with them. It was really cool. It's like being in the inner circle. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. I love it. Yeah. So was that kind of like, um, you could bring a problem and be like, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm looking to grow. And then they were kind of like help, like working through it with you. Yeah, it was like, so there was a hot seat if you want to, you know, if you had something that you were trying to work on. So one guy was talking about, you know, he has this deal that could change the course of his life, essentially, quit his job, you know, and just like blow up. Um, so they kind of talked through that with him. And then someone else, kind of the same thing. They were just trying to figure out the best way to move forward in their business and just like breaking that down. So it was cool, really cool to hear like Mike's and Bill's take on these issues and also some more about like, their past and how they got here. I didn't, since we're in Mike's um, mastermind, I know quite a bit about his story, but I had never really heard Bill's story or, you know, all the businesses that he's built and some of them sold, like that was pretty cool to hear. So it was just really neat to be in that room in that setting with those people. I can imagine. And I think there's always this high, like coming back from conferences, you're like, I'm going to do all these things. It's going to be so great. And then you get back home and then you just kind of like fall off the wagon in a few weeks. So one of the things I did was like, obviously join a mastermind where like every week, like I'm held accountable to like mm -hmm. all the right steps. Like it's easy to talk about these things, but like, are you actually going out and doing what it takes to make a difference? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that was like another big takeaway, like, you know, consider joining a mastermind if that helps you. If you're one of those people that like, I can just do it on my own, sure. But I think the cost of the mastermind is well worth it if they save you from buying even one bad deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And all the people you meet, so. Yeah, so all that, I, I really enjoyed the, the conference. It was lots of fun. They had so many activities. <laughs> I was like, I'm exhausted. 
I think I'm oh so- yeah <laughs> uh, right I know me too this week has been like drinking from a fire hose because yeah. you know like we were off last off last week sure. you know but yes yeah, so this week has been interesting <laughs> I agree. I agree. If you guys have any other topics you guys want us to cover, drop us a comment below or you can find me on Twitter slash X under Chai and Cabin. Send me a DM about what you want us, what you guys want us to cover. And Jen, how can people get in touch with you if they want to ask more information about midterm rentals? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at STR Simplified. Thank you guys. And we'll see you around for our next one. <laughs> Bye.